0: testing mic check one two one two here with the with the speegs mr adam spiegelman recording proudly resents what up what up and this is daniel solinger on the mic <laughs> one two one two checking 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 the check check proudly resents now don't you have like co-hosts and all that or not for this one oh, okay this will be a separate thing there's not this is not the, when you do like the comedy riffing with the with the co hosts and the guests and No,
1: I do. Uh, oh, there right. I i I'll, I'll do uh we'll review movies, with right, the right. comedy right. riffing. I'll do an interview like this. Right? Or uh there's a woman from uh England, Nico, who just essentially comes on to review movies but just insults me. Oh, okay. Which is
0: So should I give you a, a movie to review?
1: Uh yeah, the next what do you got?
0: Well, I got LA Slasher which is coming out in May. Okay. So, you got to you got to do that. Hold on,
1: let me go get it before I forget. All right. All right, LA Slasher. So, but uh let's talk about you, Dan. We'll talk about LA Slasher and the other movie you wanted to promote was uh, uh K-Town Cowboys. K-Town Cowboys. I just want, that looks really cool too.
0: Yeah, they're both they're both uh very cool in their own special way.
1: Well, let's talk about In My Sleep. And you I saw that because of you in the theater. And my friend knew somebody else in the movie. Oh, really? The, the, oh, you went and saw it in the theater. The Sunset 5, yeah. Oh, nice. How would you
0: describe the film? It's a Hitchcockian thriller. Yeah, it's very, it owes a lot to Hitchcock. And it was a lot of good people in it. Yeah. Tony Hale, good, right? C- Tony Hale, love Tony Hale. And it, that is a religious film, right? Well, there's a little bit, you know, there's just enough of a religious message to make it that you don't feel like it's a religious film, you know? Did you feel like it was a religious I film? did. I honestly <laughs> did. I felt like a hammer came out
1: at one scene and hit me in the... It might have been the really? Tony Hell scene. Yeah.
0: Just because they referenced the Bible like once? Was it once? Yeah. They, I think they only referenced the Bible like once.
1: But I think there was more...
0: T- no, Maybe right, because... Actually, of, it was, it, I think they referenced the Bible once and then at the end it comes back again.
1: That movie made David and Goliath look <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> 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 no, not at all. But no, I did... It David, was,
0: and, David was Jewish.
1: In David and Goliath?
0: Yeah, wasn't he Jewish?
1: Oh, I'm talking about the cartoon with the guy t- that's and the old dog. That's Old Testament stuff. That's not. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the cartoon with the dog and the the claymation, the Gumby. You never saw that? No, but you gotta you gotta you gotta contextualize your references, dude. Excuse me. Like a Bible man. Is that better? <laughs> I can't even think of another Christian film. Is that a concern in the film?
0: No, it wasn't a concern. I, I, I that was the goal. I mean, the, the goal was to make a. A film that was faith-based, but that general audiences could enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I felt like it did it pretty well. I don't, I didn't feel like it was. uh, Maybe because I'm sensitive about this. But there was another one Mm.
1: you did. I saw that was good. It was about people in a house, the kids.
0: Oh, God's Forgotten House. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, but I felt like that movie. You totally expect that to have that, to have some kind of faith, Mm -hmm. it needs it. You know, that kind of film about a drama about you know kids and, and. horrible things happening and
0: right, right, you need
1: faith right I just felt like yeah, I felt like I expected that from that film right 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 so what what happens with that film unfortunately nothing happened with that film oh really yeah yeah that film oh, just like you can't just, see it anywhere
0: just can't know you can't see that <laughs> I, I, I may have a I might be able to give you a DVD of it no other you thing, did if, if I don't if I don't if I don't personally give you the DVD then that, then no you're not going to see that movie your huh? distribution yes I am the distributor on that one <laughs> <laughs> God's forgotten house was I was teaching a producing class and uh a student gave me a, that that script and I'm like we should make this into a movie and we just we just made it happen how know? do
1: you do how do you do that from there like from
0: well the- on that particular one what had happened was uh there was there was a guy that the director knew who uh actor good actor um but also rich and you know he we we, we basically said hey you know why don't we make this movie? You'll pay for it. You'll play the lead and we'll, we'll make it. Uh huh. Yeah. He wasn't bad. He was good. No, he wasn't. He was good. Yeah. 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 No, usually
1: there's a lot of films where people make no, it. No, you know,
0: it's, it's, you know what? It's, 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 uh, there's, 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 there's I've been in that situation way too many times and I can count. That. You know, just like, yeah, you know, it's like, there's always like, you know, these vanity projects that people make because they want their, they you know they want to be an act they want to be a star or their you know their girlfriend when they want their girlfriend to be a star and you know you come across it all the time and you know
1: I interviewed um, Jeremy Scalar who moved up the ranks because of exactly that oh really a guy made a movie for his girlfriend and he went from PA to wind up directing the film because no one no one cared they just wanted the guy's money right right so what happens with you do you know like a film like that is just not going to go anywhere so you're just kind of
0: no, that's, no, you know, I mean, nobody sets out to make a bad movie. And God's Forgotten House, like uh, the, the well, lead actor, Curtis, he brought it. I mean, he did, you know, he really brought his A-game to it. And that's that's what you've got to, you've got to push whoever the person is in that position to, to do that. You know, you've got to have a director who's strong and will, will really push them to give a good performance. So yeah. you always want to make a great movie. You never want to make a crappy movie. You know, right, but but least, sometimes w- along the way, you realize...
1: This movie's gonna be crap. Has there been a time when there's something churned? And you're like, shit, oh, this yeah. movie.
0: It, it happens two places. It happens on set. The, if the person whose vanity project comes onto set and they go and they start delivering their lines and it's crap, right? You know, and then you're like, oh my god, this is movie's gonna be crap. No audition. And then and then it happens a second time in the edit room. Maybe maybe they do stink, but in the edit room you can fix that. If you pivot the story and make it about the other actors, you know, and just. You know, and really cut down their part, and you can, you can like really minimize the damage in the edit room. But if they're also the ones paying for it, and they're in the edit room, and they want to, and I've seen this happen before, you know, it's just like they want to make the movie about themselves, uh-huh. and rather than doing what's good for the movie and giving it a chance of being successful, they make it about their themselves, and if their performance is bad, then it just means the movie is bad. But, you know, so it happens twice it happens on set and then it happens in the edit room because in the edit room you could turn it around I've, I've seen it turned around by people you know who, who can be humble and be objective and just say like oh you know what Let's make let's make the story more about this other character, you know. But why do
1: that? I feel like if you're paying the money to be a star, okay, right?
0: And this is why, Adam, because you can either have a, a movie that that the only way you're going to get a copy of it is if I personally hand it, deliver it to you, or you can have a movie that's streaming on Netflix. You know, so that's that's you know, so maybe maybe you have the bigger part on the one that I have to hand deliver to you, right? But the one on Netflix, you have a smaller part, but. 700,000 people see.
1: Yeah, but I I feel like if the job is to get me on, to get the guy, you know what I mean? If my my goal is to be a movie star, like there's a lot of great bad movies. Okay,
0: so so let's talk about that for a second because if you're going to be a movie star, Johnny Depp was an extra in... uh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger movie. You know, like Johnny Depp did not start out being Johnny Depp, Mm -hmm. you know? So you got to remember that people build these careers. They don't just come fully formed in and, and their first movie and so here's an
1: opportunity to pay for a movie make your money back maybe and then and well make other you, movies. you
0: can't be looking at it as a one you, you know you can't look at the movie like a lottery ticket oh I'm gonna put that's a half that's people mi- do it right a, unfortunately a lot of people that's what they do is they, they say okay I'm gonna spend a half million dollars I'm gonna buy this lottery ticket and I'm gonna become a star and it's just uh-huh. that's just not the way it happens any you know anybody who has a career today is something that they built and crafted over time it's not something that just magically happened
1: Right, right. I don't think you started uh, when back when you did in the '90s, a producers group. Do you yeah, that? I did. what did you call did. it? The producers group. Yeah, the
0: producers group. Yeah. So
1: you had a group we'd meet once a week or once every month.
0: Well, yeah, once a month. I did that for about six years. And what it was did a you? Networking
1: group. Because have you joined the producers guild here? Have you even thought about it?
0: I'm I'm in the producers guild. Oh, I just joined
1: it. It's amazing.
0: It is pretty cool. The dues are high, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just try not to think about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like twelve hundred bucks a year. Uh
1: huh. It's a lot. Well, the TV academy is like a hundred, but you don't. There's not quarters. Like of the DGA,
0: stuff. my I'm in the DGA too. My DGA dues are like two hundred a year. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. And they do stuff for you. And the DGA is an awesome, awesome union. The 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 producers guilds is like this social club it that is. you pay twelve hundred dollars a year for. Yeah. What
1: Yeah. What does DGA do for you that as a residuals? Producer? Like uh-huh.
0: uh, Girls Against Boys uh, was a DGA movie. Um, I'm a producer on it, but I'm also the 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 unit production manager. And uh-huh. I get residual. I get residual. I just got a residual check the other day from them from that movie. Really, even yeah. if the movie doesn't not, make not not a lot, but 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 More but I, but I, but, I, but, I, but I've gotten you know I get like you know thirty, forty, fifty dollar residual checks a couple times a year from that movie. You know, why do you think there isn't
1: the proper producers guild? Why why do you think there aren't residuals? The, you for know producers? what? It's
0: because. The, it's basically seen as a conflict of interest. So, you know, what they won't let the producers' guild have a, a, a health and pension package. What is it? Because they feel like because the, okay. So the directors' guild, when they negotiate their contracts, they negotiate with the producers. In theory, right. actually, what they do is they negotiate with the studios. Really? Yeah. Right, but because people don't make that differentiation. They just say, oh, the Directors Guild negotiating with the producers their contract that the producers, they don't feel like the producers can negotiate their own agreements with themselves, basically, is the thought. So they, there's, no, there's no pension and health plan through the Producers Guild.
1: Right. That, and that's why I resisted it for a while. It just seemed like money yeah. out the window. but
0: It's a social club, but, it, but it's a good social club. I mean, it's great networking, great yeah, people. Yeah. yeah.
1: I met this woman through you, and I needed a boat that we were going to blow up for MTV, to start out, this uh, MTV Stranded Island, but so she worked for um, Will Smith. She did the uh, Jiggy Weather video, so she got me all these boats, and I wouldn't have found it otherwise. But of course, we went to the cheapest boat, and it winds up this blue biddingy.
0: But <laughs> that's ha- the way I it think, always goes. Yes. Yeah. but
1: What's the craziest thing you had to find?
0: Oh, craziest thing I've had to find. I mean, gosh, I don't. There's just so. I mean, I, I, there's just so many things I've had to do over the years. You know crazy stunts and you know I remember I got a call once (laughs) I got a call once to do a commercial that they wanted to go they wanted to go on a frozen lake and cut out this gigantic just gigantic piece of ice on this frozen lake and then have this car driving around on it, and I, we never shot it. But it was that was I was like I was like finding you know guys in the middle of nowhere with chainsaws that would be willing to get all their friends to cut this piece of ice to like get the for, no money. for this car commercial. No, no, we pay them, you know. Uh-huh. But it was like you know I don't know. You get all sorts. Of, you know, there's all sorts of weird stuff. You but know? do you even think about is that possible?
1: I mean, how do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you
0: think about that. But you also had to think about like. Oh, we'll, we'll need a structural engineer to go and you know, like you you know, like you can't, especially something like that. You can't just like go and yeah, yeah. say like, let's shoot on a train track without notifying you the- that. It's 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 well. I have to say, like I, I'm really glad that the uh, the director and the UPM sort of took responsibility. You, you know, like they probably got a light sentence for some people, but they can't make none of them can make a movie legally for ten years, and then even after that, the you know I don't know who's gonna work with them. So so
1: they shot on the train tracks. Without covering, without checking with anybody.
0: They, well, they they did. They they and, and I've been there. I know what these these how these decisions go. So right. they 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 called the train you know company. The the trading company said absolutely not. And they said, well, you know. Let's go and do it guerrilla style, and so they decided to go out on this train track without, you know, permission and, and shoot the scene. And they were, you know, they 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 paid for it. You know, yeah. somebody died. But it's
1: amazing that someone died and that they went to jail. They were responsible. They were held responsible.
0: They were. Which you know, was, do you remember when John Landis uh, was on trial for? Yeah, I mean uh, the he Twilight was zone? saying
1: he's on tape saying keep shooting while the guy's head got cut off. But he didn't get any time, right?
0: No, he didn't. He got he got quitted. This is actually, this is the first time anybody's gotten jail time for an accident on a movie set.
1: What's the worst that can happen, you say, it as you climb up to the train tracks <laughs> during rush hour? Yeah, it's horrible. And it's, no, it was. Do so you think it's going to, had, had sets changed for you after that happened?
0: Well, you know, it, I, I think there was a change when Twilight Zone happened. You know, yeah. I think there was a change then and I think there's definitely a change now. And I think what's, what's happened, I think what happened with the Twilight Zone was that They decided. Okay, the AD, the assistant director, is the person responsible for safety on set. Yeah, that's what happened with John Landis. And I think what's happened with this particular accident is that crew is saying we need to stand up if somebody's asking us to do something unsafe. You know, like yes, technically, like the the first assistant director may be the 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 last call on whether something's safe or not. But I think the crew is has. I think crew members in general have become more aware of if I don't think something's safe I need to say something
1: but before this happened I mean wouldn't your feeling be like come on guys let's get this going I mean
0: I you know what I personally thankfully I over the years I've learned like I do not ask people to do anything that they don't feel is safe okay isn't safe I I don't and quite the opposite I feel like as a as a producer my it's my job I have a friend who's a line producer and he he his line is he'll tell people I don't think that's safe." you need to prove to me why that's safe before I'll let you do it. So, uh-huh. you know, I think I think that's a great attitude to have. To just sort of like let everybody off the hook and say, this is not safe. Yeah. Prove to me it's safe before we do it. Right after the pack two, I did another movie called Dark Summer.
1: Did not get a call for that, but keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need anyone to cry. Okay. Um, so on Dark Summer, um, there was furniture that's supposed to be flying around the room. And the, 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 the prop guy, there was a china cabinet that was supposed to fly and stop uh, this girl from going out a door and the the prop guy says I don't feel comfortable pushing this cabinet in front of an actress I don't feel like it's safe and I said okay I understand that you don't have to do it I I talked to the actress I said are you comfortable with doing this she said yes I I said I'll push the cabinet so I was the one who pushed the cabinet you know we did rehearsals and made sure everybody was comfortable with it and we did it but that person who said I don't feel like this is safe I did not that did not for me as a producer that did not change their position like I didn't fire them I didn't say that you have to do it they weren't so you know, difficult. I, I, I respect anybody if anybody says to me like I don't feel like this is safe I, I, I hear that I respect that like I won't make somebody do something that they don't feel safe
1: uh huh you know and so there is nothing in your head like oh this he's a troublemaker yeah yeah or whatever. yeah, yeah. It's not the same I mean I'm a little AI.
0: bit annoyed you know like I want I want to I just want to I just want everybody it needs to, to get do, done. you know but but yeah but it just needs to get done so I was you know i jump in and do it myself you know uh-huh. Did you, have you seen that movie, The First AD? No. Oh, it's, it's, this, great, it's this great Funny or Die clip with um, Mark Duplass. Uh-huh. But uh, he's basically, uh, there's this guy, he, Mark Duplass is an actor, and then and he, the, the First AD brings him out, and he's like, okay, I want you to shoot this gun as these two motorcycles are driving at you. Okay, in action. And he's like, uh, wait, wait a second, I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> so the First AD, oh, okay, give me the gun, I'll show you. And then the motorcycles just
1: hit him. Plow them over (laughs) (laughs) But there is a lot of There is a lot of like I'll just do it you know right or we
0: yeah no there's it? there's a there's a definitely you know there's definitely like uh, an attitude of you know like, like we call it cinematic immunity you know like 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 we as filmmakers feel like oh you know like the rules don't apply to us because we're making a movie here you know yeah, yeah. and so there's 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 that that you're, you have to contend with and then there's you know just the, the, the pressures of a schedule and, and a budget like we have to get it done we don't have time to like basically stop and do it right but you know I mean may, you know I, I I remember I did a rap video, you know, in my early 20s where, you know, the whole production design concept was five gallons of gasoline and and a lighter. Like we would just like set things on fire and okay roll, you know, and and that was just sort of what we did. I, you know, as I get older, like, that kind of behavior doesn't, isn't really acceptable, you know. Like, you have to deal with, especially if you deal with unions and whatever, there's a lot of rules and regulations. And, so, they you know, as, an, as, a, as a member of the DGA, I have to go through safety training. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even, I have to pass classes on safety, you know. So, you start to be much more aware of that stuff. What do you think they can do now? Or do you think it's just, that was an exception. That
1: was somebody being, acting irresponsible.
0: In terms of the, the the woman who died in Georgia, yeah, um, I think there will be more. Okay, so well, th- this is a kind of new thing. I mean, this was already in play before she died, but but the, that DGA members have to have safety training. Um, I think that, um, like I said, I think crews are going to speak up a lot more if they don't if 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 people don't feel like things are safe, they're going to to say more. Um, I unfortunately, I don't think there'll be a lot of structural. Just like you know at the end of the day after Twilight Zone there wasn't a lot of structural changes to the business um, to make it safer Uh, I don't think I don't think this is going to change anything in in terms of that but I think the I think the culture has changed a little and I think it's I think you know like they used to do crazy things with like uh, animals on sets that that, Mm -hmm. that they don't do anymore you know like they would just like set up a you know a rope and trip horses you know and you know like they, they don't you can't do that anymore you know so I think just the culture changes over time plus you can do so much more with the, the CG computer now, yeah. You
1: don't need it, yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't really need to hurt or do is anything crazy. horses anymore? Yeah, no, no.
1: no. Well, thanks. So, Danny, how can you see LA Slasher?
0: LA Slasher is going to be out in theaters on uh, May in May 1st. It's going to be on video probably in September on streaming and, and DVD and all that. That's how you go see it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Danny. All right, thank you. Adam, that, that, we're we're out of time for this interview. He beat me out for a part. No way. For uh in, in my sleep. In my sleep, that was gonna be me, but he wanted seventy five. <laughs> no, it was a commercial back in the nineties for oh, uh, no. Volkswagen. Huh. The guys in the car doing the robot.
0: And and do you ever watch Arrested Development and go like that could have been me?
1: Yes, I watched that. Every, no, no, of course not. I my only feeling is like I could have used the 50 grand and, <laughs> and I don't think I would have been an actor now. I couldn't even stay in pack 2 No, but at the, the audition they say don't do the robot but do the robot. So it was down to me and Tony Hale. and
0: They said don't do the robot but do the robot? What
1: kind of direction is that? I don't know. And so I kind of did the robot but didn't really do the robot and I got a call back and then I did the same thing and Tony Hale got it. it Who's obviously a great actor so they went with someone <laughs> with talent. Wow. Yeah. Son of a bitch.